0: Summertime love in New York just seems beautiful and blissful. Like in the Amory, why don't we fall in love video? This ain't what we talk about.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, what we watched this week, Sid, and who we watch it with?
0: This week, we tuned into Premature... Available to stream on Hulu, starring and co-written by Zora Howard, playing the character of Ayana, and Joshua Boone, playing her love interest, Isaiah. And we had the pleasure of reviewing and watching this movie with George from the Cultural Sugar Podcast.
1: Let's start the show. Hey, I'm Lex.
0: Hey, y'all. I'm Sid.
1: And this is The New Chitlin Circuit.
0: We review indie, low budget, and direct-to-TV Black films. So let's going to jump right in into the 60-second challenge. But first, we're going to pay some of these unofficial bills. Uh, this week's challenge is brought to you, the listener, as always, by yourself, the listener. Give yourself a pat on the back. And while we have you here, go ahead and like and subscribe right now, as well as leave a comment, if you're willing. All righty. Um, this week, we have a very special guest with us on the pod, George of Cultural Sugar. And he will be tackling the 60-second challenge this week. Are you ready?
2: Alright, so a uh, 17-year-old is is preparing for college, and uh, she hangs out with her raggedy-ass friends a lot, though, and (laughs) eventually, she gets macked on by this one dude, uh, and they start a relationship, and it seems all good because it's just like, oh, he's a musician, and he's uh, mature, or whatever, and, you know, they pretty much have sex like everywhere like in the in the bedroom <laughs> on the rooftop you know just just like they're just banging all over the place so <laughs> and eventually you know uh some you know again just like a black dude he ruins the relationship because <laughs> becky comes back into the picture you know with some white chick comes back into the picture. So she gets mad and then she starts grinding on one of like uh, his associates or one of his friends or whoever the hell this nigga is. He just starts grinding on because she gets all mad like why did you tell me about that white bitch? And then like, you know, he, so he takes her home and dicks her down and, again and then she gets pregnant and then like just, you know.
1: <laughs> I think you got the red card on the field, dog. <laughs> yeah. She gets
2: pregnant and uh <laughs> She, she has a pretty, she has to deal with like the turmoil of like thinking about having a kid and she doesn't tell anybody. And unfortunately it goes into some more sadder territory because she ends up, um, taking, I think a plan B pill. Um, I'm not sure exactly what type of pill it was, uh, but she takes a pill and I think that incites a miscarriage and, you know, her and the guy have fallen out. Uh, she, uh, Ends up, you know, focusing back on going to college. He shows up uh, before she's about to get on the train, and uh, the, the movie's it ends there. To kind of like, it, it's, it's up in the air as <laughs> to or not they get back together.
1: You know, oh, I'm going to let the referee uh, <laughs> give you your verdict on that one. I'm
0: sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was. Fr- I didn't know where you're going with that. You know, it's very accurate uh, depiction of what happened. However, you know, you did not um, give us that within 60 seconds. And I let it go because it was very funny. But that took like, it that was like 85 seconds. So um, <laughs> this week's challenge, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, you know, We'll let it go because you're a guest. But, you know, if you come back on the show next time, George.
2: It's okay. I failed to challenge everybody. I failed. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, the the one thing that saves you, George, is that I usually do, when I fail, if it were up to Sydney, there would be like a wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I'll talk to the editor and make sure that you, <laughs> that you do not get a wah, wah, wah. <laughs> okay.
2: I appreciate
1: it nice. Okay, well, now that I feel like the audience knows exactly what the movie's about. Um yeah. <laughs> I want to I want to go around and and hear what y'all thought about this. And of course, I want to start with you, George, as our guest. What what did you think after you after the credits rolled? What did you feel and what did you think about the movie overall?
2: Well, I, it's weird cuz I actually watched it with uh my girlfriend and uh she was just like I felt like I just wasted, like, <laughs> I, I felt like that was a waste of time. But I kind of explained to her that it felt like a slice of life movie, you know? Yeah. It didn't feel like there was any real, mm-hmm. like, purpose. I mean, like, it didn't look like there was any real purpose or direction. Because, like, in the beginning, it was very, uh, very slow. But, uh it, I mean, it did, like, amp up in, like, the dr- drama and the tension later on. But I really felt like it was just... um slice of life movie that's supposed to depict something that a lot of young women go through and it's just like you know a lot of women fall for a dude you know they end up getting pregnant sometimes and they have to decide whether or not they want to go through with the pregnancy and try to pursue a relationship or pursue education and like a future career so that's a conundrum that a lot of women you know have and i kind of felt it was a pretty good depiction of that
1: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Sid? I, I I don't actually. I I had no expectations of what y'all was gonna say, so I'm interested to to hear your angle too, Sid.
0: Yeah. So, um, I I agree with George. This movie very much was kind of like a slice of life film, just really showing us the everyday summer. In New York City, in Harlem, of a teenager just finishing school and then getting ready to leave the city in a few months to go off to college, right? But for me, I guess my take on the movie because it did have like a an artsy musical, like poetry, uh, underline, undertone, kind of similar to what I thought like was in Love Jones, and that's probably the only other movie that I enjoyed the spoken word in because. In real life, I hate spoken word. And in other films, I don't enjoy it, except for Love Jones. It was done really well. And I think in this movie, so the main character, Ayana, who's played by Zora Howard, she is a writer, but kind of like a poet. Because Hunger was deep. I was feeling some of the poetry she was going through. Um, but for for me, it was just kind of like a, 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 I guess like a real life, new age, Love Jones type film. Um, and I enjoyed it for the most part. It made me like miss summer in New York being in Harlem during the summer and having a little summer fling. It just it was seemed lovely. Hmm.
1: hmm. You know, Sid, I I do have thoughts, but now I have to like open my thoughts with a response to yours. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I think this I think what stops this from giving it the same uh mm, the same enjoyability of Love Jones is that mm-hmm. in Love Jones they was both grown. And That's true.
0: <laughs> yeah, this was kind of creepy cuz she yeah. was like a kid and he's a grown ass man. That's true.
1: Yeah, this takes a this takes on a different challenge, but yeah. the main thing that I have like to say about the movie, it's it was a it was pleasant enough to watch, but it was mostly just like a collection of scenes more so mm. than a movie. It's like the same difference between a playlist and an album. Like, on a playlist, all the songs to be good, but they don't necessarily go together or, like, right. <laughs> like right. tell a story. And, mm. like, I, I feel like it straddled being a love story and being a coming-of-age story. And it, I really wish it had decided. Because I think it had enough... I, it had the ingredients to be a good one or the other. But it decided mm. to be a, a mediocre both. And I didn't like that. But...
0: I could see that, yeah. I do
1: like watching summer romances. So it, once again, <laughs> I have some technical critiques, but I'm just kind of being a bitch about it. This <laughs> The movie was enjoyable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was some good escapism. That's what we needed, yeah.
1: yeah. None of us could really nice. enjoy
0: the summer. At least we got to see Homegirl. I mean, her summer wasn't all that great, but she had a little bit of fun and yeah. got to be out and about in the streets, unlike the rest of us.
1: But at what cost so let's talk about <laughs> let's get into the movie we usually like to start with the first scene so like uh the the first thing they're on the train like they're in they're on the subway riding the one mm-hmm. uptown and yeah. it's just very new york I, I felt like the essence of the city like in that like yes have, well, george have you been to new york before i have not yeah but this was if you watched the first part of this movie i feel like you did <laughs> like, it was that accurate <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I mean like you know from other depictions of New York, I mean I I can definitely say it had a New York vibe to it. I mean, I think uh like you said before, like it, it, there's a lot of stuff like about this movie where it's like there's like you said it felt like a collection of scenes, but that scene in particular was pretty good at setting like, you know, where the uh story is going to be taking place.
1: Mhm. Yeah. I, I feel like the the setting and also like the character's dialogue. like when I'm walking, like in new york i'm not there frequently sydney lives there i i, I just visit <laughs> but that's how the sidewalks sound that's how people it talk is. a lot of fuck out of here a lot of right?
0: that yeah. a lot of that a lot of like calling people bums and just like talking <laughs> shit <laughs> and i love it i miss it so much like being able to just kind of like overhear like friends kiki and together on the train or me and a friend kiki and, and being loud on a train or just like New York teenagers being really loud, but it's just enjoyable. Uh, I think this, it kind of captured that essence perfectly.
1: Yeah. I feel like we get more of that in the next scene. You know, they're in this park and we're kind of mm-hmm. seeing the dynamic of um, I do this every time. What's the lead's name? What's the protagonist's name?
0: Ayana. <laughs>
1: Every time I which is like the most New York name for a, like is. a young woman, they call her Yanni. I remember yeah. this part. Um, Yanni and her friends—they're all kind of like—we're seeing how they interact with with boys, with with men in this park, and they're they're kind of chasing the boys. Like, what did you guys think mm-hmm. of that? They were kind of like catcalling the boys.
0: Loved it. Objectify <laughs> him, sis. <laughs> That's my general. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I was,
1: can I? I want to hear a man's perspective on it. I'm really going to relish in the fact that we we have a little like uh, gender diversity of thought on the pod today. <laughs> Even though I think you'll fit right in here, uh, George, because you said in your 60 second challenge, "just like a nigga," and that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly our mode of operation here. So uh-huh. I,
2: I, I i felt like they were being i mean i, I mean like I, I like the character of ayana i mean like because like she kind of seems like a bookworm at first that keeps to herself but then it's just like her raggedy ass friends though it was just like they <laughs> not were her raggedy ass like, friends like they are legit like catcalling niggas and it's just like <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean we don't talk about street harassment like can that apply to us <laughs> like it's just like I, that reminds me of, like a time I walked in like fucking a bar and then like this chick she looks at she looks at me and she like, you gonna buy me a drink hell no I ain't gonna buy you a drink I don't even know you you it ain't my, buying it <laughs> no <laughs> I was gonna buy my girlfriend a drink I was, okay okay I was, like, <laughs> like maybe but it's just like the boldness not even a hello she just said are you gonna buy me a drink just okay just lay all your motives right out there i want alcohol
0: see i would have started with the hello but then would have asked well uh so since we're here and we're chatting what about those drinks (laughs) i mean like she she,
2: she, she was smooth with it and eased into it that would have been a different thing but she literally just looked at me and was just like can you buy me a drink like like it's just like the dude at the speedway says can you buy me a beer Like, you know, it's 3 a.m. at Speedway, and then that, you know, that drunk dude, he's just like, can you buy me a beer? I felt that same type of vibe. I'm I'm perfectly fine with, like, women, like, making their motives, like, you know, clear in the sense that, hey, if they like a guy, there's no problem with approaching them, but it's just, like, the manner in which they were doing it. And then, like, later on, like, I mean, like, I know this is, like, far ahead, that scene where uh, old boy gets in the argument with uh, one of her friends. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't know, it's it's like, how can you, it's like, it's like, they're saying niggas are shit at the same time, but y'all want the dick, so it's just like, I don't understand that, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that, friend, that, that mindset, and her friends kind of exemplified that to me, so I don't know, I don't know, I like her character, because like, again, you know, she was bookish, and like, you know, it's just like, it took the guy initially like an effort to like, kind of like get her attention and it's Mm -hmm. not saying like you know women aren't allowed to like you know entertain or like you know uh try to get men's attention but like again it it, it just felt really off to me it really felt off to me
1: you know (laughs) you've given us a lot of avenues to take here and on on the whole i do agree because in this scene it's not like they were saying damn boy you look good like they were like commenting on like his like bulge (laughs) that's a bit much (laughs) he's trying to play basketball with his friends you being nasty that's not you don't even know him that's not okay that's sexual harassment (laughs) but like you know I these are young women they're New Yorkers um Mm -hmm. I it's Personally, I don't date New Yorkers because I'm really soft and Southern, and this is too much for me. But I didn't see it as like that far-fetched because I was like, "Yeah, that's them girls be rough."
0: not well, like for real, that's, in, in the movie, like when you're out and about, and you're just, like being from the being from the South, also, and like and you're seeing like these teenagers out just kind of like kicking and being all out. It can be a lot sometimes, but they just being themselves, and you just kind of keep it pushing. Well, first we gotta like. Yeah, introduce Isaiah, though, and who this grown-ass man is.
1: It seems like you have a lot of contempt with with <laughs> Isaiah as a character.
0: I do, actually. I really... He was my least favorite part of this movie. Um, oh! And I, I we, the movie needs Isaiah because it does have this love story, uh in it but number one with Isaiah my biggest issue he only had four outfits the entire film um and I counted I and I, I wouldn't even
2: notice something like that I not continuity even is a
0: mother Okay. <laughs> He wore the. He just rotated the same exact four outfits and all the scenes he was in, except for when they I was naked. I think he
1: had a capsule wardrobe.
0: No, it was a, he wore the same red shirt and those beige shorts, that same blue shirt and those jeans, that gray shirt and those jeans, or he was uh-huh. naked. That was it, or or his ass. He he wore either the gray shirt or his ass. Exactly. At least Yanni, because it's summertime. I, I guess they're trying to let us know that he didn't have much money because he was like producing music, but he wasn't very successful at it. I don't know if that was. He had a one-bedroom apartment. He had a studio apartment.
1: That he had a living room.
0: His bed was in his living room.
1: Oh well, it was nice though. It was nice though. <laughs> uh, okay, I I'm okay with that, Sydney. When he is introduced after this, when they meet somewhere in the first fifteen minutes or so in the movie, they go on a long walk. They kind of like this is their date. They go out on a walk and sit on the water. I wasn't mm-hmm. very invested in the in the romance at that point. Were, did, were y'all buying it at that point?
0: No. I still thought it was (laughs) strange because you look old as hell. And she looks like a high schooler.
1: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also, in the scene, this is also, so, I don't date men. (laughs) And this scene, it just, sometimes I feel like I might be missing something that straight women, like sometimes I don't like a certain romance. And Sydney, you fuck with it. Because it's Mm. just a certain, like, heterosexual nuance I can't grasp Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I I was hoping that this was it too but no nobody fucked with it and the the small thing I just noticed is that in that date scene he talked so much like yeah we didn't learn anything about her she didn't speak she just looked at him like with bedroom eyes the whole time it was like how is this chemistry they they don't even talk to each other (laughs) he's just talking at her
0: and I think maybe that's part of what like this quasi coming of age story type thing. So it's her 17 and quote unquote becoming an adult and he's already this grown man. So I guess what she thinks happens in adult relationships is she kind of sits there and she's supposed to be a little docile, just kind of listen to this man speak to her, but at the same time, be ready for the sex. <laughs>
1: That's fair. That's a fair analysis. I think that the the writer, the writer and director, didn't give you that. I think you <laughs> you had to make that.
0: <laughs> no, that is my own um, thesis that I have <laughs> created after watching this movie. It's true.
1: I I just wasn't invested into the in the in their chemistry wasn't very evident. So then when we jumped to the first sex scene, which I typically don't spend much time talking about on the pod, because sex scenes usually, we don't, like, it's just not a lot to discuss. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: when we jump to that, I'm completely uninvested. Like, I don't know anything about her. I don't understand why they already fucking, it seems <laughs> yeah. like she's a virgin. So <laughs> what's going on here? And then the nudity was just way too much.
0: I agree. Way it was much. just a lot, right? I felt like I shouldn't have been watching that. Like it was just, yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. It was a little. It was a little creepy.
1: What do yeah, you think? Know. Like I, from a man's perspective, I'm gonna keep saying that this episode. <laughs> You're fine. <funny. laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I, if you can't tell, I also don't have very many male friends either. <laughs> so I'm just really excited to get a different viewpoint. <laughs> I, I feel uh, it
2: uh i mean men are dogs i mean i'll be the first to say we 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 raggedy sometimes i'm like it's like and like in this movie it did a pretty good job at like projecting that because i don't i think i don't know if this is intentional by the writing but like i honestly don't think he wanted like a romantic relationship i just think he just wants the bone and it's just like Mm the appeal of a of an older man is that oh my god he's mature or he has his own stuff and blah blah blah, blah. And it's, like, it's really creepy like you said because it's just like she's so young and like impressionable mm-hmm. um at first like you know because it's like i had to like go back and like she's a teenager because i saw it in the description you know and like reading up on line about it i'm like oh so she's supposed to be 17 and yeah. this is like legit a grown-ass nigga you know, trying to mac on a seventeen-year-old. It's just, and it's just, like yeah. it, it's. I don't care about you know age of consent laws. I just think like, uh, just, just from a moral and like cultural standpoint, it's not. I mean, like you should be messing with people like that are more close to your age range, or like you know they're actually fully adults themselves, if that makes sense. And it's just like mm-hmm. I, I had a re- I had a really weird vibe about it, but it's just like at the same time, I think the movie doesn't really do a good job at like saying hey this is a 17 year old girl because like you said mm-hmm. they show nudity like she's like her titties are out there and everything and it's just like there's a scene where they're standing on the the uh the rooftop and they're both naked and yelling and it's just like yep i, I felt uncomfortable <clears because throat> i'm like isn't she supposed to be like underage
1: bingo the problem with the whole story is character we never, like, mm. that first piece about her age and what it means, like, her maturity, they never drive it home. In the beginning, the first scene, she's really outgoing. Like, she's the one of her friends who speaks up and flirts with the guy, right?
0: hmm Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And then later, you know, she's, like, the shy one it, during sex, like, somehow around him, but it's not really established, And because we're like, I didn't realize how young she was until much later in the story when she took her braids out and I was like, oh, this is a baby, (laughs) right? (laughs) You know, because we frequently see her out doing like, kind of like grown people things, which I think you're right. Like inner city people just kind of grow up a little faster because of the independence. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah.
1: But like the movie doesn't do a good job of establishing what, what each character is about so that we don't never, we never know how a character is changed in an event because the movie doesn't establish what they, like, what they want and who they are. And I really felt that with her.
0: And I'll say, too, again, other coming-of-age type stories and that it was, like, white teenagers and they're doing, like, some wild shit, like, going out to a rave or something and, like, doing hard drugs. They make it a point to show how difficult it was for them to get, like, substances or whatever Mm -hmm. because they are teenagers even though whatever they're doing is still wild and they still get like access to alcohol and like etc but in this movie like sure they could have open access to it it's very like that could easily be the case but at the same time I think if you want to like establish that they are teenagers there should be some sort of that in the story like you know hey girl like you got your mama ID or something or like ask that man out there to buy mm-hmm. us some liquor you know So like little things that can add into the plot so then yeah. we establish oh they're underage got it
1: mm-hmm. precisely yeah. but then these other scenes wouldn't work where we looking at like her being like fucking railed by this grown ass man like you know <laughs> then that wouldn't work
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it just makes it you it know? just makes it more creepy because even when they have sex for the first time and i guess he tries to seem gentle he likes hold up let's pause let me play something for you which is when i got oh this is real like love jones type ish right i want
1: to talk that so many influences from other black movies in that other black sex scenes in that scene and they really thought that they did that but like ultimately it didn't matter because the sex scene was so fucking weird
0: it was weird, and because she looks uncomfortable, like when he starts to take off her bra and stuff, she does not want to uncover herself. That does not seem like a willing participant in sex, in my opinion. But
1: <laughs> you sound like Kamala. You about to lock this nigga up? He's <laughs> out of here! <laughs> you are going to jail. We're going to jail, period.
0: Because I can't. <laughs>
1: You literally, you about to start, like, fucking Law and Order SBU right now.
0: Because we're going to stop what, what Harmony's babies. I'm not going to deal with that <laughs> no more.
2: Honestly, like, I think uh, if if I can just, like, interject for a second, because uh, I, I really think that's a good point with um this, like, pretty much just him being a grown man. Like, it's, it's like her age as an uh, as a minor isn't emphasized enough and the fact that he's a grown-ass man isn't emphasized enough either because
0: mm-hmm. like i don't
2: think there's any point in the movie where the mom i mean i mean i don't know if she was even aware that she was seeing him or whatever i mean because if she was you know why wouldn't she like mention like hey doesn't that do like look, look a little bit old for you or whatever or right. if she wasn't you know it's just like why are you not keeping better track of like your daughter I don't know it's just it was just so many moments in the movie that it's just like I don't know it's I felt it would have been you wouldn't have like this conflict if she was made like 21 or 22 years old right yeah like like, the story Yeah. yeah the story was her coming back on break from college or something like that and then you know mm-hmm. maybe she has like a conflict to either transfer her credits and stay in new york with this guy but i mean like cuz again if if it's not going to be if it's not going to be a conflict why even make these characters those age uh, that those ages cuz it's just all it does is just really like you said make things like the sex scene really really fucking creepy
1: mhm yeah D- like literally Bingo. This movie is just a, a large, like, spread, like a charcuterie board of unutilized, <laughs> like, literary devices. Like, the the mom could have driven a subplot, but she didn't. She just talked, and I, I, we didn't get anything from her. And mm-hmm. she didn't help, like, it didn't really help us fill out the, Yanni's character. So many things that could have been tightened up, but it really felt like whoever made the story, like, whoever laid the story out wanted to keep all these things together regardless of if they actually drove the plot forward like we get like f- four or five nude scenes in this movie yes.
0: god <laughs> none of much. them
1: were pivotal the final sex scene was not as passionate as the earlier ones and I thought that there was going to be a conversation in the bathroom afterwards but mm-hmm. there wasn't I <laughs> I think they just did that to show us that he like, like ejaculated in her Honest, yes, that's exactly.
0: Honestly,
2: that's, that scene kind of like, you know, really uh, kind of disturbed me because it's just like, it was after that point where she got like a little bit tipsy and she was grinding on that one dude. I guess mm-hmm. like as a show of dominance, he took her back to his place and pretty much just slept with her. And because like, yeah. he, he he initially saw her, but he didn't confront the dude, which mm-hmm. you know, make, makes like, he, he is like officially labeled a bitch nigga for that because it's just like it's like mm-hmm. if if you have a problem with that like you you would you would address the guy instead of like you know getting upset with the girl and i feel like uh he has like a lot of tendencies that are like very very toxic i mean cuz mm-hmm. one uh especially like his reactions to like some of the things that she does like she got upset about uh some random white chick i mean like uh that came in the the becky or whatever her name was uh <laughs> that is a reasonable know. That is a completely yeah. reasonable thing to be upset about because like she literally had the key. She came into the damn apartment. Yeah. And it's just she like
0: it. <laughs> we in here
1: playing spades having a good time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then like it's like too, it's just like he doesn't it's not it's
2: not and, and part that's the part of the reason with the problem with the age thing is that he 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 he, he shouldn't know he's dealing with a 17 year old girl. Like How is she Mm -hmm. supposed to like comprehend something like getting pregnant at that age while you're supposed Mm -hmm. to like when you're about to go to college and then you get like mad and salty and say you should have told me. It's just like you're dealing with a fucking kid essentially. Like Her brain isn't even done developing. It's like I don't understand. And it's
1: far from it.
2: Yeah it felt like a huge lapse in writing. Like these are elements that could have made it more dramatic or more insightful but they never took that opportunity.
1: Yeah. And here's the, here's the thing I want to say, cause you know, we're a very pro choice podcast. I've never been like, I'm so glad that she aborted that baby and went to school. I'm Ooh, really yeah. happy about
0: Ooh, it. Yes. Oh man, me. that would
1: have been a mess. I'm, <laughs> I'm just so happy for her. But like the, the, that scene and it's like that whole like collection of scenes, not necessary to show it that way. Um, don't know why they did the, the, like you said, there's so many choices that were made here that didn't serve the plot at all.
0: Yeah. Um, I, was, I wanted to call wanna... out one scene. Oh, yeah. Sam, was. Oh. Like, if we're going to go like on a more positive note, my favorite scene in the movie was, like, well, when Isaiah meets Yanni's like friends and family at whatever, I don't know if it was a birthday party or just like a cookout, whatever it was in the park. And we kind of zoom in on these three old ladies and they're having a conversation and they're talking about... Uh, Who they still let hit it, O.J., Ike, or Cosby. And just thought that was really, really funny. And, like, just – I think the movie really did capture just, like, everyday, regular life well. And just – so that's a positive for the movie.
1: I actually wrote a note about that. I was, like – I thought it was weird. And, like, the dialogue (laughs) felt unrealistic. And then I immediately – after my note, I said, well – why can't older black women talk nasty like that? Yes, I, I will be. <laughs> so I guess not. Let me check my assumptions right there.
0: Check <laughs> That's them a good at call the door. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wanted to talk about the scene in the movie that probably most mirrored Love Jones, which is when they're in the music studio having this like round table talk about black art.
0: Mm, yes. Y'all remember that? Yeah. yeah.
1: I thought it was a well-paced like conversation. I thought the like the writing, the mechanics of like who said what and the timing. I thought that was good. But once again, it didn't serve the story at all. Like nothing changed in that conversation. But I did think that was like a a, a good throw in. Did, did y'all even like that scene or were you done with it by that point?
0: <laughs> no, I wasn't done. I did like that scene. I that just kind of that just gave me a new thought. I think had this movie been like a documentary and just like what um, y- real life Yanni is going through summer 2019 in Harlem, I think I would have enjoyed it more.
1: You mean to tell me if somebody had told you that this isn't a uh, supposed to be a planned out plot, <laughs> that it would have worked better?
0: Yeah, because in real life, you can't control what happens. And a written story, you can.
1: I guess. <laughs> Immediately after that studio scene is the scene that uh, George mentioned earlier about, this is kind of like one of the like many climaxes of the movie um, when Isaiah and Yanni had that big fight in the restaurant. It, it mm. It's a similar, it's supposed to be juxtaposed to the studio scene which was like a really mature and like polite, respectful conversation where people disagreed. But right, but now he's talking
0: to her teenage friends and it, it goes left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, Yanni's friends take it too far, and they get up and have a yelling match. Did you want to? I I have thoughts on that. Um, I think both of the characters were wrong <laughs> in the <laughs> argument. Um, it, it and it probably wasn't even that worthwhile of a fight, to be quite honest.
0: Not at all. But I think what was impressive about the scene, just how like in real life, like in New York, somebody gets to argue in public, you just mind your business. Everybody else in the restaurant did just that. <laughs> They just minded their business
1: and let them know <laughs> <laughs> so, okay they well, doing? <laughs> that is not how it works in dc niggas is like like i feel like people here are more paranoid like like native like folks who are from here and they're like nah what the fuck is fun late? you either grab me your hip or you got to get up and go because you don't know what's going to happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah It was like a classic. The reason I wanted to bring it up is because, you know, once again, we have a man on the pod and (laughs) it was a like ever it's an evergreen argument that black men and black women have about, you know, who has it harder or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Isaiah is talking about a, a, a young black man who was killed in another borough and. One of uh, Yanni's friends, I forget the one. She's the, my least favorite in the movie. My favorite one was the thick one. She, the movie should have been about the thick one, but um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, one of Yanni's friends is like like completely dismisses him, and it's like, boy, shut up! Like don't like nobody don't want to hear about that niggas die every day, and that was mm-hmm. fucked up.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, I, that's, that's the thing that like kind of blew my mind at the moment. Like, cause it's just like, I'm like, damn. Cause I was like actually like kind of like for real dozing off. And then like she just comes out of nowhere and then just says niggas die every day. I'm like, God damn. I'm like, I'm like, it's like I know you mad at them. but yeah, that, that was that was really attention grabbing.
1: That was crazy. And like if like I I agree that like I hate when black men pretend that Uh, constant fear of physical danger and death uh, inflicted upon you by other people who you who you don't know if you can trust or not Mm -hmm. is that I hate when black men pretend that that's exclusive to them like but if your argument is black women have it hard too then it just doesn't make sense to dismiss somebody else's pain that you're saying you also feel (laughs) like why would you dismiss the pain it doesn't make any sense Right.
0: They're teenagers. That was the point. They. <laughs> oh, no, they
1: dumb. I forgot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not even that they're dumb, but just like I, I guess that they're trying to show that this adult man who should have not even been with these little girls. Oh my! Oh, I'm just getting mad. Think about it now. But anyway, <laughs> this adult man <laughs> needs to go mind his grown ass business and let these teenage girls figure out life.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think that's when he realized it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, the one thing I know we, this is also, we're getting like toward the end uh, near the award time, but the, in the movie, while it is really, it's, they don't commit to her age in the movie. They don't commit to showing her as a 17 year old really. Um, Mm -hmm. But they also don't really nail down like, his either because in my eyes he's like a 21 22 year old guy which is also a young and dumb age you know um which which like i feel like that's a different context than if the movie is trying to tell us that he's 29 that's different
0: right Mm. right, what did
1: y'all think his age was
0: i thought he was like Early to mid 20s, because it seemed like he had dropped out of like college, he said maybe if like two or three years ago and then decided to move up to New York. So I think he's probably like 24,
1: 25. Mm, that's nasty. Yeah. I would say the same thing. <laughs> uh,
2: he kind of struck me as uh, mid 20s, which uh, made, again, made all made all their scenes really weird. Uh, but like if mm-hmm. I could touch on like just the, that argument that they have, uh. Mm-hmm. It's 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 interesting because it's like you said. Um, if your point is to talk about having black women, black women having pain as well, it, it's kind of silly to undermine another person's pain. But the, the, I think that's the point of that whole scene is that there's this there, there's been this like again this evergreen argument uh, amongst black people, you know, old and young about which group has it harder. Uh, and I'm just like you know. Uh, oppression isn't a contest (laughs) i'm like i'm not gonna run and be like i'm the most oppressed that's that's not something i want to wear if a fucking badge of honor you know it's just like i mean because with black men i can i could see his point because i think you know with black men black men are perceived as more threatening than any other group Mm -hmm. at least in the united states and therefore Mm -hmm. that makes us a target not only by police but other black men like to be completely honest but uh mm-hmm. with black women black women not only inherit being black and all the discrimination and stereotypes and stigmatization that comes with that they inherit being a woman which is you know uh, sexual harassment you know it's just like it, it's it's uh sexism so there's like there's i i would honestly say like you know black women have it like a little harder than black men honestly because a lot of black men if are are kind of like in 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 certain ways are more able to succeed in various areas of society compared to black women just for example like you know when it comes to like representation of Black women in the media. I mean, black men. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have like your Idris Elba's and Jamie Foxes and Will Smiths and stuff like that, and we can rattle off those names all day, like Denzel and all that sort of stuff. But like when it comes to black women, it's like they they either get typecast in these uh, in in certain roles. They don't have as many opportunities.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think like even. While I like, I mostly agree with that as a black woman. Like, there's there's so much nuance there that it's more than just it's it's more than just greater than or less than, you know. Right. Like I like, I'm fully fine saying that that's true about comparing straight black men to straight black women. But when you factor in the way the patriarchy chews up and spits out anybody who who doesn't fit the gender binary, so mm-hmm. queer black men. Like, their experiences, I, I can't quite readily say that, like, especially a feminine queer Black man or non-binary Black folks or, like, trans Black, like, trans women, Black trans women, that, like, adding Black on top of all of that, like, <laughs> seizing is <laughs> being a nigga.
0: <laughs>
1: like, it, it's because it's not just like, oh, now I have to, un- like, deal with, like, being gender non-conforming in this patriarchy. But, like, gender don't apply to black people the same way. Like, we don't even get the, we can't even get the the out-the-box instructions to gender the way white people do. Like, white women, (laughs) they want to be like, you know, girl boss, I can be a bad bitch, you know, be (laughs) dropping F-bombs in the office and stuff. But as a black woman, that is not, like, power to me. I can't walk up in the office dropping F-bombs. I'm destining my ass to HR, honey. <laughs> like I that is aggressive. Curtain like, I can't do that.
0: Yeah, no. That's it. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: So it's just, it's it. really complex. And it's it's I don't think it's I agree with you, George. I don't think it's a worthwhile argument. And it's also just a very 90s conversation to be having. It's a little too late <laughs> for that. You know? Yeah. We we yeah. have other things to do. I feel like a living it. single
0: episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: You know, I, I, as always, I save my hottest take until, like, right around the end of the episode. And you know what I think about this movie, even though clearly I didn't, like, like, I'm not going to rewatch it ever again? <laughs> 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 I think, like, that conversation in that scene, this movie is just too late. Like, if this had come out in, like, the uh, late 90s or early 2000s, I think it would have done better because, like, if Love and Basketball came out today, I would be like,
0: mm, don't, I "Don't even know no, if these love characters and, are adequately motivated." That's a terrible <laughs> parallel. Love and Basketball is timeless. I'm not going to even let you pick another movie. It's, it's timeless
1: because <laughs> it came out in 2000. It's not like if care. it came out today, I would be saying the same things. I would be like, "I don't. I really just don't understand why we're seeing this." <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> And I, I think had they um, had a time machine and dropped the movie in 2001, I'd be reminiscing over it the same way I reminisce over Deliver Us from Eva. <laughs> you
0: hmm. know? That just seems like a stretch to me, too. Uh, but I'm going to let you live with this hot take. <laughs> Shady. I think, no, yeah, Did I think it? maybe if this came out in like early 2000s, late 90s, this probably would have been like some art house, shit but I don't know if it would have been like a classic like Love and Basketball, or Deliver Us from Eva. Like, ooh, don't stretch it that much, girl. Uh,
1: Those two but, movies are not on the same level. Me and you <laughs> like Deliver Us from Eva. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else watches that fucking movie.
0: <laughs> you a damn lie. Niggas love that. Comment. Okay, uh, we're, gonna on do this a, episode. we're gonna do a poll. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna do a poll. <laughs> on Instagram when this (laughs) drops if you are a fan of Deliver Us from Eva and Gabrielle Union's fantastic work in that film
1: you know that's not how you structure a question that's so loaded (laughs) if you're a fan (laughs) of that movie or Gabrielle Union (laughs) 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 well look Sid I have a question for you it's award time we give out one award for each movie and that is we answer this one question who came to act in this movie? You know, the story be aside, which of these mm-hmm. actors really brought it?
0: Yeah, this, um, you know, I, I say that this was a tough decision for me most episodes, and it usually isn't. But for this one, it really was kind of tough because I I base this award mostly off of what actor uh, left a lasting impression on me personally when I'm done watching the movie and I'm just saying, damn. They did that. They left it all on the screen. They took that script and made it into something new. Um, This week, I I do have a nomination, but I I would like to hear you all's thoughts on either if you second the nomination or if you decline it. Either happens um, each week. So (laughs) this week, I'm actually nominating not a main character. If, you know, Mm. I mean, it's okay because it's my award show. Um, I would like (laughs) to... (laughs) uh <laughs> nominate the woman who played uh Yanni's mother this week for the Who Came to Act Award based off of one scene solely. Uh when she suspects that Ayana is pregnant. And it just it took one little thing for me to say, oh she did that. She left it on the screen right there. She, you know, it's all in the body language. We see some tear up, some well in the eyes. And she's like, man, my daughter's gonna throw her life away. I have been scrimping and scraping these coins to send her off to this New England school. And now she got to stay here with me. And I'm just trying to have my man in the house. So <laughs> for that reason, I would like to nominate Ayana's mother uh, for the Who Came to Act Award this week. Thank you.
1: Um, This is usually where I either accept or decline the nomination.
0: Uh, it wasn't even all
1: that for me. <laughs> I'll I let it rock. Um, I don't want to start no problems. So for political reasons, I will simply accept the nomination. But I would like to offer up a runner-up for the award. Please. Is that okay with you, Academy that's okay. of One?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's okay. okay.
1: I just looked up her name, uh, Alexis Marie Went. She played the thick friend. I thought oh, she was yeah. captivating. <laughs> that she did it. She came to act. I liked it. That is my runner-up, George. What you think? Did you like them two actresses, or did you feel somebody else brought it?
2: I actually did. I, I felt the mom probably put a little bit more emotion than anybody in, in the movie um mm-hmm. i think the friends was pretty much i honestly feel like the actresses might have been just acting like themselves to be completely <laughs> honest but uh i mean if i want to give an honorable mention i mean i kind of want to give it to the white girl that randomly came into the apartment there
0: is one rule on this show and white people do not want these awards <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know this is an honorable mention. Not not saying that not saying that she, she could be, be a runner-up. She's like not saying it's Justin Bieber at the BET Awards or anything like that. I'm just <laughs> okay. I'm just, just giving her an uh, honorable mention because she actually set the plot forward in motion. Like had Becky not shown mm-hmm. up,
0: mm-hmm. okay. she
2: wouldn't have, you know, grinded on that dude and he wouldn't have like, you know, took her back and like, you know, jizzed all in her and had made her have babies. So just like I mean like Honestly, like because the movie didn't feel like it was going anywhere. It was just them having random sex, like over mm-hmm. and over again. And th- there was no conflict at all. So when she came on screen, I had the biggest fucking smile on my face. I'm like, how is this blue-eyed she devil gonna uh,
0: oh, no. god!
1: <laughs> <laughs> how is she gonna fuck shit up today?
0: <laughs> okay.
1: That you you know what you you did that, George. <laughs> I can't take that one away from you. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Cause she she only had those few minutes, but she did make them worth it. She did, she did <laughs> use those she minutes. Did.
0: And the mother's name, her name is Michelle Wilson. So uh Miss Wilson, okay. you you won this week this week's award. So and she's a Tony nominated <laughs> actress. So I think I did a great job picking oh. her. Yeah.
1: Go off. What a safe... See, I chose an a, a up-and-comer. <laughs> you know what? No, I'll discuss this. Yeah. I'll take this up with the Academy.
0: Please do. I just have... I have I have a supreme eye for talent. It's just something I'm really good at, naturally. It's innate, honestly. Uh, it just happens. It's okay, though. We can't all be this gifted.
1: <laughs> Look, for any first-time listeners, and for Georgia, your first time on our show... Sydney's, Sydney's getting in her bag, so we're going to have to wrap it up um, <laughs> because she, she will keep going.
2: <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, that's
1: what, that's what I thought of premature. I don't have anything else to add to it. What about y'all?
0: No, nothing else. If if you just a, a quick watch, you know, it made me miss summertime and just kind of being able to be out in the street and just be reckless. I did miss that aspect of life. But, you know, I think you should give it a watch, though, still.
1: Yeah. What about you, George? It could
2: have been a better movie had they just tweaked you know, some writing and had they uh, tweaked the character's ages and had they actually invested into making these characters more interesting than they actually were.
1: Yeah. That's a good call-out. Alright. Well, George, could you tell our listeners how to find you and where to reach you? Oh, sure. If uh, you I, wish.
2: I am uh, on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel called Cultural Sugar. I also have a podcast called Cultural Sugar. I just released the first episode like yesterday because I've been like slacking. <laughs> <to> be <completely laughs> honest. I actually did, if, if for those that don't know, I actually did an interview with these two lovely ladies not too long ago. I plan to upload that in the coming weeks. So just if you go to that, if you go to my uh, Spotify, it's Cultural Sugar and I should have that episode up. Eventually, I will let you two ladies know when that episode is up. But uh, other
1: than that, that's where you can find me. Lit. Awesome. Let's get some funk flex, like, bomb drops there. <laughs> 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 that's perfect. All right, then. Um, appreciate y'all for listening. I- I'm out. I'm good. All right, bye, y'all. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening. If you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, if you're seeing five stars right now, Just click all of them for us. Feel free to join in on the conversation. You can find us on Twitter at TNCCPod. And check us out on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit. And that's spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N.